Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. When the news broke that Ayman al-Zawahiri, leader of Al-Qaeda, had died, my inbox blew up. It was my old listeners. Those who've stuck with me for 15 years, having a ball. One of my favorite things to do since 9-11, and these are the folks who remember it, is to mock the many deaths, disappearances, and resurrections of the leaders of Al-Qaeda and ISIS, who may or may not be real and may or may not be dead. My two favorite, Ayman al-Zawahiri, the guy the CIA is claiming they just droned, and the only guy who dies more than him, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi the head of ISIS. Look, I'm not saying they didn't just kill the guy. I'm just highly skeptical. Let's start with the pictures of him and bin Laden from before 9-11. You've probably seen these. They're in most media files and they're attached to a lot of these stories. They're from around 1996 before 9-11 and it's bin Laden and al-Zawahiri in the desert. For those keeping count, that'd be 27 years ago. How old Zawahiri look in the pictures? About 70. The age they say he is now, or was now. Pakistan broke the news of his death in 2020. They'd know they hunt him in the territory between Afghanistan and Pakistan. He'd died of natural causes, which would make sense. Just going by the actual photo timeline, he'd be in his late 80s to early 90s, at least. This was so widely confirmed and believed that the highly respected Brookings Middle Eastern Forum actually did a whole series on who would replace him back in November of 2020. It's called The Death of Ayman al-Zawahiri and the Future of Al-Qaeda. So did they find this widely believed to be dead guy? Did the CIA, who's famous for information operations like this, if this is one, did the CIA drone him? Maybe. But the time he's a little suspect when you look at what just happened. I mean, it's not like they don't have a motive for propping Biden up because Biden just achieved the lowest ever polling numbers for an American president in Gallup's quarterly polling. They've been polling that for 74 years. Lowest ever. This is a crisis and it demands a public relations solution. I mean, the timing is just incredible. What are the odds? Just as Biden bottoms out going into the midterms in a desperate bid 
to stop the bleeding from getting worse, we happen to get the most wanted terror leader on earth. He wasn't really wanted because it was widely accepted that he was dead, but now he's not. Here's the UK Daily Mail from November 2020. Al-Qaeda chief Ayman al-Zawahiri has died of natural causes, Pakistani media reported today, following persistent rumors of the terrorist leader's demise. So he was dead. Says who? Said the very people who've been tracking him, or trying to track him for decades. According to the UK Daily Mail, quote, security sources in Pakistan and Afghanistan told Arab News, Zawahiri was dead. I thought he might have succumbed to asthma following breathing issues. Let's keep reading. One of the sources who spoke to Arab News was an Al-Qaeda translator who said to maintain close ties with the group who said Zawahiri had died in Afghanistan. Quote, he died of asthma because he had no formal treatment, the translator told the outlet's Pakistani edition. A Pakistani security official in the tribal areas near the Afghan border said, quote, we are firm that he has died of natural causes following persistent rumors. But if the guy was actually alive, you think he would have weighed in on the biggest development ever for Al-Qaeda, the takeover by the Taliban, who they're allied with, of Afghanistan after Joe Biden allowed it to fall. And Al-Qaeda did issue a 20th anniversary of 9-11 video, and it featured Ayman al-Zawahiri. Even USA Today wasn't sure he was actually alive because there was a huge problem with the video. In it, Zawahiri mentioned a withdrawal agreement with the Taliban that the U.S. signed with them in February 2020, but didn't mention a much bigger event, the actual withdrawal in shame of the United States from Afghanistan under Joe Biden. That's kind of important. Even Sight, which has tracked him for years, said they weren't sure, this is what they told USA Today, that he was actually alive because his comments, quote, do not necessarily indicate a recent recording because the withdrawal agreement, again, with the Taliban in the U.S. was signed in February 2020, and he kind of didn't mention the big development. USA Today was skeptical, too. They reported that since late 2020, when he was said to have died from the illness, no video proof or proof he was alive had surfaced until the video. But come on, our government totally wouldn't lie to us about a thing like that to prop up Biden's numbers. Well, they have before. It was pretty scandalous, actually. During the disastrous withdrawal by Joe Biden from Afghanistan, his poll numbers began the plummet they've never recovered from. It was precipitous. You can track this steep plummet from the day the Marines and the soldier were killed on the streets outside Kabul airport. So it was quite a coup for the Biden administration to drone a terrorist. You know, a guy planning to blow something with up, up with a bomb? It was perfect revenge. And the Pentagon trotted out John Kirby to take credit. See, Joe had gotten those nasty terrorists back. Or did he? The world would never be any the wiser that the people we actually droned was a family of 10 murdering seven kids. And the dad, he wasn't a terrorist. He was a well-known aid worker at a well-established nonprofit who had a daily habit of bringing large containers of water back home to share with his family and his neighbors. He wasn't a terrorist at all, like the Pentagon, CIA, and State Department claimed. But again, the world would have never known if for some odd reason the New York Times didn't decide to commit an actual act of journalism. 
They dug into the odd bombing and they wouldn't let it go. Despite the denials and then the silence from the three agencies. Their reporting was so good that they eventually, through the Freedom of Information Act, forced the Pentagon to declassify the horrifying video of the strike. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Which showed exactly what they hit. A family compound. Just as the children were running out to greet the supposed terrorist. Who our government would later admit wasn't. Again, we'd never know that. If the New York Times didn't bully them into admitting it. I've always wondered, suspected, that they actually just conducted a drone strike they'd figured nobody would ever look too closely into on purpose to give Joe Biden some relief from his cratering poll numbers. Whatever the case, they lied. Bigly. That's what the declassified video showed. And it's what's so amazing about this story. The Pentagon, the CIA, the State Department, they had to know what they did. The New York Times didn't have the security clearances that they do. And they figured it out to be confirmed later by the declassified video. In other words, they lied to you and they hid it from you. The New York Times would politely call it a botched strike. But a botched strike is where you meant to hit one building where the terrorists are and you accidentally hit another one. This was the building they meant to hit. They had a whole backstory on him that they spun in the media. Why under Joe, they'd stopped a terror attack. Yeah, right. The bottom line is the whole episode underscores the willingness to lie to you. The lengths they'll go to lie to you. How you can't believe anything that comes out of these agencies. Still don't believe the CIA would lie, cover up crimes to boost Biden's poll numbers? Remember the headline before the election? 51 officials agree Hunter Biden's laptop is... Russian disinformation? Remember who signed it? Let me remind you, because it was a total lie. Among them, Mike Hayden, the former director of the CIA. Leon Panetta, former CIA director. John McLaughlin, former CIA acting director. John Brennan, former CIA director. Mike Morrell, former CIA acting director. John Mosman, former CIA chief of staff. Larry Pfeiffer, former CIA chief of staff. Jeremy Bash, former CIA chief of staff. Yep, all these guys, we can tell by looking at the laptop on TV. It's totally Russian disinformation. Let's keep going. Who else signed it? Rodney Snyder, former CIA chief of staff. David Priest, former CIA analyst and manager. Pam Persilli, former CIA deputy director of analysis. Mark Polymeropopoulos, 
former CIA senior operations officer. Chris Savos, former CIA senior operations officer. John Tullius, former CIA senior intelligence officer. David Vanell, former CIA senior operations officer. Kristen Wood, former CIA senior intelligence officer. David Buckley, former CIA inspector general. And 10 more. I won't waste your time reading their names. They all lied is the bottom line. Not just to prop up Biden, but to cover up Hunter's crimes. Crimes, it turned out, threatened our very national security. And what's so interesting about these names is they run from the top, the top brass of the CIA, well through the middle of the CIA, and include people like David Carriens, who's just an intelligence analyst. This agency is utterly and completely corrupt, totally willing to lie and cover up crimes, and utterly weaponized against the American people. You can't trust a word they say. Or the Biden administration, for that matter. Their lies are getting so big and so lazy, they're not even trying anymore. The lies are almost childlike. Like this Inflation Reduction Act, which Biden administration spokesperson Corrine Jean-Pierre had the unmitigated gall to tell Americans yesterday didn't raise taxes and didn't increase inflation. Despite Penn Wharton and Moody's both scoring it as doing both those things on a significant level. After the bizarre display last week where Joe Biden simply came out, denied we were in a recession, then walked off without taking questions. Well, this was almost as bad. Peter Ducey with Fox News does a great job here of demonstrating what I'm talking about. Here he is grilling Biden's spokesflack, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Is President Biden thinking about pulling his support for the Inflation Reduction Act? No. Because he promised it wasn't going to make, it wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than $400,000 a year, but the Joint Committee on Taxation says that is not true. Well, that is incorrect. So the Joint Committee on Taxation, which you guys heralded as a, an effective body when you were selling that infrastructure package, is not to be trusted here. Nope, they're wrong, she says. Why? Because we can't count it as a tax if it helps people. <laughs> Since when? Uh, the JCT uh, uh, report that we're currently seeing is incomplete because it omits uh, the actual benefits uh, that Americans would receive. But Ducey points out that Penn Wharton, and Moody's as well, have both scored this as increasing inflation. The Penn Wharton budget model says this Inflation Reduction Act is actually going to increase inflation in 2024. Does the president worry about that? So we agree with Senator Manchin. You heard him a couple of times yesterday and disagree with Penn Wharton as, a, as, as, as do a number of qualified experts, which I'm happy to read out. So suddenly Manchin, a Democrat senator, is more of an expert on whether a bill causes inflation than Moody's or Penn Wharton School of Business? Well, what exactly did Manchin say that she's referring to? Nothing, actually. He couldn't even answer the question when CNN asked. This is what she's referring to. So what evidence do you have that this would actually do what this legislation is promising to do, which is reduce inflation? It's pretty much common sense if you look at the common sense. But, you know, I'm used to all the analysis going on. There's been 17 Nobel laureates who said that basically inflation would be transitory. Battleground America with 
Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.